Hello, Individa. My name is Bess Rainbow. And my name is Rowan Wood. I got it right this time. Welcome nice. to Across the Stars, where, if it's Star Wars, we, we cover it. Uh, today is a very, very special day because the series that we've been looking forward to for so many years, that's gone through so many levels of development, it survived development hell, gone through several different creative teams. Obi-Wan Kenobi is finally one point. on our screens. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but now it is finally out. The first two episodes have been released on Disney Plus, and we're just going to talk about them today. You know, just sort of, sort of chill. Just uh, you know, a conversation. But I guess we should start off with Sebastian. What did you think generally of the first two episodes of Obi Wan? Um, I <laughs> yeah, I wasn't kidding when I told you I had COVID. Um, but <laughs> it could be kind of a weird thing to joke about anyway. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're trying to avoid uh, anyway. someone, I guess. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I had a pretty positive impression. I, like I said, I think this is the of all the live action shows is definitely the one that I had the highest expectations for, mm-hmm. and it's kind of living up to those. So I'm I'm okay yeah. with like it's I'm like let's go. I'm curious to see where, as always, uh, where it goes next. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I think the Inquisitors are a really solid choice for a villain, mm-hmm. uh, at, like a group of villains at least. Um, and oh my gosh, Ewan McGregor is back. <laughs> um, I said this to Hayden um, earlier today, and I said, even if this show completely sucks, everything will be worth it just from all the interviews i've been seeing of ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen together <laughs> um like just there the, the two of them together are just they look like they're having so much fun so just that alone is worth it to me um yeah yeah it's um it's it's interesting uh because i don't think so Ewan McGregor, very charismatic man, right? Uh, he his he he's just so. I guess he, he I guess the best word for me would be comfortable. His presence is just so comforting, mm-hmm. and but I wouldn't necessarily call his performance as Obi Wan like like stellar acting. Like he's he's good, but he's not incredible. Um, but he's just I just get so happy whenever he's on screen. I am the Obi-Wan visible happiness meme. Um whenever <laughs> whenever Obi-Wan's on screen, which is which is quite ironic. Um but yeah, I I I love this. Uh, I think part of it was just a high from having new Star Wars content, and you know, just this this whole era. I know a lot of people are saying I'm done with the Skywalker saga. Blah 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 blah. I don't care. It's Star Wars, and I just love exploring periods of um of this galaxy's history where, you know, that's um that hasn't really been filled in yet. Like this age uh, in between episode seven and not and uh, episodes six and seven, which the Mandalorian's covering and, and, and just this whole era, I, I just think is absolutely fascinating. And so it's just, it's just so, it's just so fun. It's just so fun to immerse myself in this yet again. Um, yeah, so that was why I was super excited for it. I don't really know what it is that set this one apart. I think part of it really is just the fact like that it boils down to this one character that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, there's definitely like a lot of fatigue going around. I know Tommy specifically is has mentioned that he's like he's not done, but he's like I, I don't know. I just don't care as much as I used to. Um, and I really get that. I kind of felt that, especially with the Boba Fett one. Um, right. But I still always held out hope for this one. Which, and I don't know why. I don't know why this one is so like different in my head compared to the other ones. But I think it just... it's purely the character of Obi Wan. I, I, I genuinely <laughs> think that that's it. it, it um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I just have confidence in this for mm-hmm. like maybe it's that comforting feeling that you get from <laughs> the, right from from Ewan McGregor's performance. I don't know, but like it's just I feel confident for no um so yeah I'm looking um but uh, yeah so should we just jump right in and talk about it as we go be my guest. So the opening is uh, the cold open. I thought was quite interesting because it's Order sixty six. We get another yep. perspective on Order sixty six. And yeah. is it just me, or do I, or or do you also think that one of the younglings is uh, Inquisitor Reva, who is probably going to be the main villain of the series? Is that a is that just a me thing? Okay, so here's what I thought with that is yeah. I thought that the Jedi that gets strung up and. T- Tatooine was going to be one of those uh, younglings. Um, but obviously, the, I doubt they're going to do much more with him. Uh, right. <laughs> and, um, so that's where I thought that was going. And then once that once that got all got settled, I really didn't think much more about the younglings. So mm-hmm. you're probably right. Um, yeah, because like I understand, you know, it's order 66. It's, it was the turning point in like everyone's lives, but at the yeah. same time, why show it in an Obi-Wan show uh, yeah. except for one of the main characters, Reva, you know, if, if she has something to do with it, which I, I genuinely think she does. I was so caught off guard when that was the, like the first thing you see mm-hmm. in the entire show is just when you're like, Oh, you know, you got the little youngling, you know, practicing. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, what's coming moves. at this point. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know it was good. I don't, I don't know, man. I thought it could have just been like, you know, Obi Wan walked by or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One, of the, one of the kids is like, Master Obi Wan. And he's like, Hello. Yeah, exactly. uh, hello there. And then he just moves yeah. on and then that's it. Or, no, no, one of those, uh, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, so some lesson he was teaching or something had, had right. something to do with. I don't, again, I, don't, I, I really don't know what I was expecting. But all of a sudden, you see the clone troops come. I'm like, "Oh shit! This is what's going on right now." Hot <laughs> damn! Like zero to a hundred in a I, second. I saw, I saw that coming. <laughs> okay, well maybe you did. Yeah. And Alex and I were just sitting there like, "Holy shit!" Man. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So after that, we go to Tatooine. Yay! The planet that we've spent so much time on over the last couple. Everybody's of years. favorite. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> And uh, the Inquisitors land on Tatooine. We have the Grand Inquisitor, played by Rupert Friend. Uh, the fifth brother, played by Sung Kang from Fast and the Fury. I like the fifth brother. And um, uh, right now. Reva, who's the third brother, played by Moses Ingram. Third sister. Uh, yes, uh, third sister. That's it. Thank you. Uh, who is the only one who hasn't appeared in any of the um, in any Star Wars media so far. Where does fifth brother appear in? Uh, he's in Rebels. 
Oh, I should watch yeah. Rebels. You should watch Rebels. Uh, Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> also in Rebels. And uh, some of the comics as well. But, so, wait, uh, so does this take place after uh, Rebels? Uh, no, this is before Grand Inquisitor dies in Rebels, season one. And uh, Fifth Brother dies in season two. Um, Same. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, they are... Well, thanks I, for the spoiler <laughs> warning, Rowan. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have to talk about some Rebels spoilers with what happens in episode two. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... If so, I think this takes place. This takes place nine years before A New Hope, which is ten years after Revenge of the Sith, which yeah. is I think like six, it, seven years before Rebels. Because because the whole reason I ask is because I I thought that it took place before too until I saw the Grand Inquisitor get stabbed. That's what I thought too. But I mean, we'll we'll get there. But uh, you know that <laughs> you know, that's a direct contradiction. They don't care about their own canon, or they have a plan, and I think they have a plan. Um, we, I, I hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that seems like a pretty big contradiction. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, there's another Jedi on Tatooine that the Inquisitors are hunting, and uh, his name is Nari, and he is played by Benny Safdie, one of the Safdie brothers, who um, he is a director and writer. He um, wrote and directed Good Time and Uncut Gems uh, with his brother. Um, See Adam Sandler movie, right? Yes, that is the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, so kind of a, a kind of a strange cameo here. Uh, I haven't seen it either. Um, but yeah, so he instead of uh, using the Force to uh, protect the tavern owner from the from under the table, he chooses to la- to like stick out his hand, very <laughs> making a very large <laughs> gesture, bring a lot of attention to himself. Um, but uh, yeah, here we get the sense that uh, Reva is much more ruthless and cruel than the other uh, Inquisitors because mm-hmm. she has a very specific mission. She is after Obi-Wan specifically. Uh, and what a coincidence. For reasons we are not aware of. I have a theory yeah. that I have a theory that we'll get to in episode two. I'm curious. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, so essentially... Um, we haven't even seen Obi-Wan yet. Uh, we, we see him in a bit. He's working at a, like a mobile butcher shop type thing. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, Alex called it a, a meat yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's, uh, um, yeah, it, it works. They're mining yeah. it out of that animal. Um, <laughs> um yeah and he's he's just kind of depressed he's leading this lonely life sort of unable to help those in need because you know that's what the jedi do that was his nature but now he can't because he can't even draw the slightest bit of attention to himself um which is really depressing really sad honestly i I think this is a pretty good in between uh three and four Mm -hmm. you know like he's not quite one way or the other you know yeah it's like I, not quite I, alec guinness just yet exactly <laughs> i think they i think they definitely found like a good transition uh point with him i think they did absolutely so, yeah just want to point um, that and uh so uh he he's trading with a jawa named tika which which i thought was pretty fun um, and uh, he gives he's the one that gives Luke his T16 Skyhopper toy that he still has uh, in A New Hope which I think was a little uh, was a nice little pull um, <laughs> but uh, Uncle Owen brings it back though and says uh, says that they got to stay away from him but then Obi-Wan says that he needs to train Luke which is interesting because was he because I know he sort of um, 
he sort of like like sad and depressed about and and said you know like the jedi don't exist anymore so why does he still want to train luke that's well, my I think question. he said that i mean my my guess is that he just said that to get the other guy away because he saw luke as like a more important person like like i'll put everybody else on hold so that i can focus on this one person kind of thing you know right you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like that. Like, I guess so. I, I mean, because Luke is his whole life at this point. Exactly. He's basically watching over Luke and making a, establishing a quiet reputation for himself by working at the butcher or the meat mine. The meat mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And so uh, the Jedi, Benny Safdie played, uh, his, the character's name is Nari, uh, comes to him and uh, basically tries to get Obi-Wan to help him and Obi-Wan says nah dude I'm not about that Jedi life anymore uh, and then Nari gets uh, Nari gets narked. Uh I was trying to make a, a little Nari gets narked pun there uh, ah, but yeah okay. he gets uh, I thought he was I thought he got hanged for the longest time I thought time. he did too I was a little disappointed when they like <laughs> yeah, right. pan up and he's not <laughs> like you know, hanged by his neck. he's just like suspended I mean he's I assume he's still dead, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I like mean, the, I don't know. The the visual was just so much. It's it's underwhelming because it's clearly leading you on to think that he got hanged. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, oh well. Um, <laughs> not a not a thing to to get hung up on. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to make that joke, but I did. I um that was that was real good luck Heather. Um, but um nari mentions uh you know like um like wa- wanting to fight so i wonder if he's gotten involved with the with you know whatever um state the rebellion is in at this point i can um, imagine that there's much of it right right like, yeah all um, the key players are a few years off from doing anything right i guess we'll see in uh, andor which is five which is uh like four years after this um but uh, yeah, so uh, so basically, and then we go to a completely different place now for something completely different. Uh, did you expect Young Leia to be a main character of this show, Sebastian? Nope. <laughs> yep, nope, that one caught me off guard. <laughs> but what I will say is I was yeah. very happy to see Jimmy Smith's. Yes, Jimmy Smith. Like unreasonably I was so happy. happy. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I don't know, just seeing him, especially now that he's in this like weird, father role it just i don't know why it just seems so fitting Mm -hmm. yeah um because this is after uh this is post revenge and before rogue one so he's you know he's very um he's become more yeah yeah, yeah, but i i meant more like for the father it just seems right i mean for the actor for the actor oh for the actor it's i don't know why it just seems like seeing jimmy smith as a father this is kind of <laughs> what i needed to see for yeah. some reason after um, um after in the heights last year um that's it he's that's getting why. all those father roles <laughs> <laughs> um oh. yeah but uh, young leia is played by uh hold on let me let me pull up her name here um she is played by I'm yeah. So Vivian Lyra Blair is the actress's name. She was in uh, the movie Bird Box, which came out uh, a couple of years ago. Um, how do you feel about her, Sebastian? Because I, one of my friends, hated her in episode one. Liked her in episode two. Hated her in episode one. Um, 
and I, I, I thought she was great. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, they're trying to make Leia this like, you know, like uh, sort of witty, intelligent, clever, young, um, young person that is, you know, that is sort of destined for a future had this gone, you know, without, you know, the rebellion, she would she, like, she would be perfect at, for a Senate position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, she, she's very precocious, very, very, um, very kind, very, you know, uh, she, she has a lot of energy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought the actress was fine, but like, yeah. there were, there were some moments where you're kind of watching obviously the actress has nothing to do with it. It's more like a writing thing. Um, and you're just watching, you're like, this isn't really something that a, a 10 year old <laughs> would say. Right. Um, uh, so it kind of stretches that belief. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, but, it's, I mean, I, I think, I, I think that's, a, that's the very purpose there. I think she's, yeah, like, she, no, she's that, not meant to be like a 10 year old would. Exactly. But, uh, it kind of, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so Leia is, uh, you know, even at age 10, she's a rebel because she settled into this sort of tedium of everyday life, but she doesn't want to be stuck on Alderaan. She wants to go out there. She doesn't want to be tied Dude, down. The entire time I'm watching her complain about this party, all I can think is, David, your poor brother is sitting there farming moisture. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Leia gets to live the rich life. Um, you see Alderaan, it's gorgeous and she's yeah. sitting there daughter of the senator and then like <laughs> not that it you know she should that she doesn't have any reason to be unhappy obviously she does but it's just funny to see the very stark contrast and then take a look at it, i don't know it, it just it was hilarious i just i just thought that was like damn poor Luke, man. <laughs> i'll never feel i'll never not feel bad for how he got the wrong end of the stick on that trade <laughs> um yeah but uh so so she uh is uh so she doesn't want to do that also c3po cameo at the party uh anthony daniels that. doing, that doing nice. mo- uh, he did motion capture for c3po so he wasn't in the suit mm. here uh which i think is, is he did motion capture yeah, which is kind of weird considering it was just like a. They easily could have just thrown someone in the suit and then you know did that. They didn't have to fully CGI a, a fucking droid there. Um, but uh, yeah, so essentially Leia wants to get off Alderaan because she doesn't want to be like this all her life. She doesn't want to go to university and then the Senate. Um, and lucky her because she got off Alderaan in this episode, uh, just not in the way that she was imagining. She gets kidnapped. Sure, gets- kidnapped yeah um by a bounty hunter um i don't know if you caught this sebastian he's played by flea of the uh, the uh, one of the founding members of the red hot chili peppers um which is another quite strange uh that's cameo <laughs> yeah wow okay that's why he i was looking at the credits i, was, I have no idea who flea is i'm gonna be honest um <laughs> yeah i was looking i was like i alex and i watched through the credits at the end and we're like who the hell is flea <laughs> I don't, um, have you have you seen Back to the Future? I have seen Back to have the Have you seen Future. the second and third ones? Yes, I have. So he plays um, Marty's boss in the future who drag races him in the present in the third one. Um, yeah, it, it was a pretty minor role, but he's actually been in more than 50 movies and TV shows. So apparently he is much more of an actor than I thought he was. Hmm. 
But uh, yeah, so Flea pops up here. Uh, his character is Vect Nokru, a bounty hunter who is hired by Reva to kidnap Leia in order to bring Obi-Wan out of hiding, which I think was a little interesting plot twist. Reva sort of going off on her own here. Um, yeah. uh, like making a making a big hope, but you know, mm -hmm. it worked. Yeah. So <laughs> this is this is this is one of those small galaxy type things in which like um, you know, like Reva thinks that, oh, you know, Obi-Wan is within, like, you know, he's on a planet within the distance where he could feasibly get there, right? It's like mm -hmm. everything has to happen in such like a, like a, um, a small, you know, sort of tight space. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, hy hyperspace exists, obviously, but it's, it's just a matter of, you know, it's just a matter of actually making sure that it all works. It's impossible to know, like, like to know that, that it would work out the way it does. Yeah, I was, I was more fixated on the fact that, like, her whole plan hinges on the fact that, like, Obi-Wan's just going to help this guy that he knew 10 years ago. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> because his daughter went missing. And I was like, this is a pretty, making a pretty big, like, you know, you have a lot of faith in this plan for what right. it is. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you can have the <laughs> senator's child for this. <laughs> like, you exactly. Better, that's illegal. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I was but, actually um, kind of surprised when the Inquisitors were like, oh, you know, the Grand Inquisitor came and he's like, oh, that's not okay. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Genocide. Um, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say my favorite moment in the episode comes around this point where Reva and the fifth brother are on Tatooine and um, uh, Reva singles out Uncle Owen uh, to. Um, to try to see if he'll give up a Jedi because again she has such faith that someone like that that maybe one right. like 20 people in that square know something about a Jedi and she would be willing to kill Owen and his entire family yeah just because she, again, heard a rumor. she could have been bluffing but I highly yeah. doubt it highly yeah, just because she heard a rumor that there was a Jedi like in the general area on Tatooine of all places um and was straight up ready to kill an entire family because of it. Yeah. <laughs> I would not put it past her. I'm, I'm, a, I'm be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yeah, so that was one of my favorite moments. It's, it's just so tense because, of course, we know it's going to happen. Owen's not going to die mm -hmm. there, obviously. But it, it's just the fact that it, it made me think for maybe half a second that he might is just is just so good. Um. And uh, yeah, and so then uh, Obi, so then Bale contacts Obi Wan and asks him, "Hey, could you maybe go and get Leia for us? She's got kidnapped." And then Obi Wan is like, "Nah." And then Bale shows up IRL um, in person uh, for yes. some reason. I mean, that that must have been a lot of work on his part to to go all the way to Tatooine. Find how did he is. know where Obi Wan lives? It's a big planet. I also have that problem with the next episode. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, long story short, Obi-Wan agrees to go and get Leia. Um, and he, he digs up his lightsaber and goes on a ship and he flashes his lightsaber out in public for no reason other than to show the audience that he has it. Uh, which yeah, right. was a was, little funny. <laughs> I, was in, I was like, you uh, may not want to do that one again. Uh, just... Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, now we're on episode two, uh, where which takes place almost entirely on Dayu, um, which is the uh, 
sort of like a lawless sort of underworld planet that's basically the whole planet is the Coruscant underworld. Yeah, that's what I said. It's, it's like Coruscant holding the Coruscant. You know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so all signals in or out are blocked, which I think is quite an interesting concept um, that I hope they, uh, you know, this, this, is, this is a planet that I think could be a good setting for like a show um, for like uh, an underworld type type TV show. Um, and right off the bat, we get a fun little cameo. Temer Morrison cameos as a clone, as a homeless clone veteran. I was wondering if that was actually hilarious. him. Yeah, it, it was him. I mean, he was filming, he was filming Boba Fett at the same time. So I'm sure he just, you know, kind of just like came over for a day and just hung yeah, out. Yeah, walked over to the other side. He's like, hey, I, I can get in that armor and be in a scene if you guys need me to. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what a coincidence. We wrote a scene for you right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Um, and uh, yeah, but then Kumail Nanjiani is this episode's big guest star. He plays a, uh, a fraudulent Jedi with magic. I'm trying to figure out. I've definitely seen that guy before, but where else? What, what do I know him from? Uh, Eternals. Did you see Eternals? Nope. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, he's a comedian. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, okay. He made a movie called The Big Sick uh, that was an autobiographical that came out like five years ago. Um, not much that one either. He's been in a lot. Uh, I might have just seen him in like yeah. trailers and right. stuff yeah. like that. That's very that real. Makes sense. Um, and uh, and so Obi Wan figures out that he is a fraudulent Jedi, and he he uses a blaster. And I wrote in my notes, so uncivilized, uh, because Obi Wan would never deign to use a blaster. Then again, of course, he can't actually give himself up as a Jedi. Um, and uh, then. So Reva arrives because she knows that Obi-Wan is there because of the trap. I mean, but how does she actually know that Obi-Wan's there? Come on. Also, it's a big planet. How did Obi-Wan find Leia? That's my biggest problem with this episode. Actually, no. My, my, my first biggest problem with this episode, I guess we're just jumping around here, is that the Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed at the end and he can't die because he's in Star Wars Rebels, which take place like four years later. Yeah, I didn't... What? Yeah. I didn't know the Rebels timeline so i was i did think that to myself i was like oh okay so this must mean the rebels takes place before this yeah i'm not proven nope. wrong um nope. but what was i gonna say no what bothered me the most about this episode was just this one random scene where obi-wan like i don't know he i think he like he starts on he takes off the suit and pub like i think his lightsaber is just kind of hanging there for a second i'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Really? <laughs> um, also, Leia just kind of running off because she's like, oh, that's your face that they're looking for, as if she didn't just get abducted and somebody came to rescue. Like, yeah, people, of course, are going to be looking for the guy that rescued you. Right. Anyway. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, and uh, Reva constantly going against the other uh, Inquisitors because of her own personal vendetta. Now, here, I will say my theory. So Reva, at the very end, when she's almost going to confront Obi-Wan, she reveals to him that, that, Vader is, that Vader is Anakin and that Anakin is still alive. Vader being Anakin was not public knowledge. Perhaps it was known in the inner circles of the Empire, but I, somehow I doubt that the Inquisitors would know that too. And Reva is not the Grand Inquisitor. So my theory 
is that Reva is a star killer type figure from the Force Unleashed. She was Vader's personal apprentice and is, a, and, and, and is an inquisitor in the public eye because, of course, Palpatine would not approve of Vader having his own apprentice. And that's how Reva knows that Vader is Anakin Skywalker. What do you that think? That would be a star killer type figure. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know if I subscribe to that theory, but that would definitely be an interesting way to to like reveal an interesting thing to reveal about her character Boom. Exactly. that's the word I'm looking for um, um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't like I wouldn't be against that idea I think that could definitely be done well I just don't know if that's actually going to be the case right I guess we'll see um, but yeah uh, Kumail Nanjiani his character is named Haja he eventually becomes I know uh, where I know him from oh yeah Stuber yeah, oh, uh, of course. See, that's that's not a popular movie. So that like that would not have been my first my first like reference point for Kumail Nanjiani. Um, but unfortunately, I also saw Stuber. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he so his character's name is Haja. Uh, he eventually um, proves himself to be a good guy because even after uh, Obi Wan is revealed to be a Jedi and like an actual. Um, you know, like an actual, uh, you know, uh, like he, he's public enemy number one, essentially, at least on this planet. And so he, but uh, Haja still decides to help him out, proving that he is, in, uh, of course, good at heart. He was preparing to sacrifice himself by, by confronting Reva because he knew full well what she was. He knew full oh, well yeah. that she could possibly murder him. Um, yeah, uh, he, he was not walking out of that one unscathed. Yeah, no. And yet he did somehow. <laughs> I, I feel like that's also sort of like, like uh, a blip in Raven's character. He yeah. should not have walked out of that one on screen. <laughs> I would like to correct my statement. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also love Obi-Wan remembering uh, Padme, um, you know, having Leia remind him of Padme. I thought that that was pretty sweet. Um, also, Sebastian, what do you think of the theory that Obi-Wan and Padme had an affair? Uh, I don't know if I believe that there. I don't think I don't, uh, I don't, I don't believe it, but I think I think it's interesting to say the least. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. De- de- definitely not true because I feel like Padme wouldn't have gone against Anakin. Um, as far as I know, like they don't really interact much from what we actually see. No, really like... only in uh, in at the beginning of episode two and at the end of episode three, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean. They might share a couple of lines in in episode one, but like, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, at the end, of course, Jar Jar. Wizard... On the other hand, <laughs> I think. And why else would you keep him around? You know, he's got something. There. I want Obi Wan to look at to look at Leia, uh, or or rather, so if Padme reminds him of um of uh, if Pad if Leia reminds. Obi-Wan of Padme. I want Obi-Wan to look at, at Luke and say, you remind me of a man I once knew. He was a Gungan and he was an idiot. I, wanna, I, I want Jar Jar to be referenced somehow. This is not serious, by the way. I, I, I don't care about that. But Jar Jar is still alive. So you want him from... referenced and all of a sudden he shows up as an Inquisitor. <laughs> <laughs> I want him. So Jar Jar in canon i think he um he shows up in in one of the books he's like a he's like a um he's like a street performer uh on on naboo or something i would love for for you know if they went to naboo for him to just sort of cameo in the background i know that wouldn't happen um but you know 
Or we want to say hi as he walks by. Yeah, yeah. Catch hello up there. With an old friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jar Jar like, hello, Master Obi Wan. As, as Misa Jar Jar. My... He'll be like, I know you, stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. As far as I know, my canon for Jar Jar is uh, still the Force Unleashed, where he just gets frozen in carbonite. I think somewhere on Kashyyyk. Really? Uh, yeah. And you can't destroy the carbonite. I don't. Ah, think. damn. I tried. <laughs> um, but. That's my my head cannon. Oh. <laughs> um, so essentially, uh, then, um, so yes, the Grand Inquisitor gets stabbed. My theory here is either you know he got stabbed. He he has a lot of machinery in him. I'm sure the machinery can be repaired. However, this is definitely not going to happen. But could it maybe be a different Grand Inquisitor? Maybe same species and like uh, you I... know like maybe they have clones or something. I don't know. That's what I thought at first, like a pal, like maybe even a Palpatine kind of situation. Right. I don't know, but um, that would be that would be weird. I mean, they do have clones. Exactly. You know, cloning is a thing. Cloning uh, is a thing, and not just for good old Django. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm curious to see what they spin with this one because they they de- I highly de- like. There's no way that that's just a. Uh, a blind spot they it's not have a no no way they are um, they are much smarter than that yeah i i 100 believe that too yeah so um, i'm curious to see what's going to happen now that i have this information that the grand Inquisitor yeah. dies in season one of rebels right. um but, but now at the very end we get our first new look at hayden christensen returning as anakin skywalker uh, AKA, of course, Darth Vader. Uh, I'm excited. I'm sure he's going to play a bigger role in episode three. Uh, and I, for one, cannot wait. Um, I, I feel like most of what we see is going to be his, or of him is going to be interactions with uh, Sister Three. Uh, Reva. Reva. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, especially if, you know, it's sort of a star killer type situation, I would, I would love to see that. Um, also, do you think James Earl Jones is back to, to voice Vader? He has to be right. He has to be. I was thinking about that. Like it's, I don't know. I, I, like the voice for Vader is still very much alive. If they're bringing back all these actors, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. But at the same time, I would be kind of disappointed if they just brought back Hayden Christensen just for him to be in the suit. Um, I, I, I genuinely think that that's it. However, I do think there is going to be a Clone Wars flashback at some point in this series. And potentially um, if that youngling is indeed Reva and the, and, and the Starkiller thing is true, then we're going to get a continuation of that flashback where Anakin is ransacking the temple and gets Reva from there and like gives her to the Emperor or something, something very, like that. Very possible, very possible. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah, actually, you, you may be right. We might get like a an Order sixty six flashback uh, at the temple with Anakin. Um, yeah, <laughs> that would be sick. Um, yeah. Oh, and all those children just become inquisitors or not. Anyway, um, <laughs> but what was I going to say? One of the things that uh, it's like tough to watch a little bit, but at the same time, you know, is just seeing Obi Wan be old. Old Ewan, more like. Yeah, old Ewan. Um, <laughs> he just goes in and starts like taking a couple more hits than he should doing there. Right. And like, like him using the force was difficult for him. I yeah, assume he I hasn't used that too. it in a while. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, damn, this is 
poor man. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you listened to the John Will to John Williams's theme song for oh, for Kenobi? I mean, I assume it played at some point. Right? I it did, and so they they did a live performance at Celebration yesterday. I saw that. And my roommate sent me a video, and my God, that man is still going at ninety years old, and it is awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad he's still alive. Um, yeah, but... don't say that, Sebastian. Knock on wood. Uh, who who knows what could happen tomorrow? <laughs> um, you want to come over here so I can knock on you? Um, yeah <laughs> on my way um, um so um general thoughts obi-wan kenobi uh i assume you're excited about what what comes next i am i am yeah. uh, i was thinking about it earlier this morning uh give me one second mm-hmm. um I will fill the time when Sebastian is gone. Uh, essentially, so um, it is with episode one that I realized that this show is not necessarily um, about, specifically about um, Obi-Wan in the sense that it is about, you know, specifically him on Tatooine watching Luke. Leia being one of the main characters proves, I think, to me, that this is a show about the state of the galaxy at this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is about the state of the galaxy and just essentially showing, you know, what is going on at, at, at this point with the characters that we love, um, with Obi-Wan, of course, as a focal point. Um, but I do like that, that, that we're not just seeing him on Tatooine. There is an actual story uh, and it is going and, and it is involving, you know, a lot of characters that we know and love. The only thing I will say that I'm disappointed by is I wanted a fight. <laughs> um, yeah. Like just a little... We'll get one. We will get one. We we will get one. Um, But yeah, like I said, I have a generally positive impression of the first two episodes. I think it more or less lived up to my expectation. Yeah, it's it's just it's weird to me that this only has six episodes compared to everything else. Um, Yeah, right. It is insane, uh, especially because, you know, they're introducing so many factors here. You know, we have Reva, we have Obi-Wan and Leia, we have something that might happen with Luke, who knows? Uh, we have, uh, we have like, you know, the Inquisitors doing whatever the hell they're doing. I'm sure we'll see more Jedi hunts on more planets. Um, also, most of the uh, footage that we've seen from the trailers was in these two episodes. Yeah. So who friggin' knows where they're going from here? It's going to be more or less unknown. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um Another, my final note is that, you know, ironically, this case, the the show is a case of of prequelitis because we know where these characters end up. Like, like we know where almost all of them end up, except funnily enough, Reva, which is why I think her character is so interesting because we have no idea what happens to her. She's kind of dumb. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's more about the journey. It's more about these characters' journey than, than where they end up because we know where they end up. No, I 100% agree. It definitely is more about the journey. Um, I don't know. She might not die. You never know. Maybe they could have a, a Rave a spinoff. <laughs> I, I don't don't say that, Sebastian. They'll hear you and they'll... <laughs> Dude, they'll, they'll... They definitely have... Oh, for sure. That definitely crossed somebody's mind when they were making this. They were like, oh, okay. Uh, you want to keep her alive, maybe? Anything so that is possible, they have considered. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything that is possible and will make money, they have considered. Um, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, 
So those are our thoughts on Obi-Wan episodes one and two. Super excited for what's coming next. Um, we might do our celebration episode next week and maybe do episodes two and three the week after. Uh, three, and oh, three and four. That's it, right. Um, but yeah, I guess we will have to see what happens. One last thing. I yes. just want to mention it was very nice to basically just watch this all as like a movie this oh, morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of glad that they waited and released both episodes at the same time because I, I just straight up watched a, a, a Star Wars movie this morning. It, it was, was nice. great. It was an hour and a half. <laughs> it was great. I yeah. loved it. Oh. So good. So so good. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, for uh, th- thank you all out there for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, for across the stars, my name is Roman Wood. I'm Sebastian. And we will see you next week. Bye bye.